yo, Dang. what the fuck is up? <laughs> what the fuck is up? What do you mean, what the fuck is up? <laughs> if nothing is going down, I'm sure there was something, something must be going up for the couch, of course. Yeah, morning glory, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, cause it's a Sunday as well. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I just Once again, we are out here at 442. Four? Culture Sunday. For the K U L C H A. The K U L C H A. The K U L C H A. God damn. So here's an icebreaker for you guys, right? Here's an icebreaker for you guys. It's not a riddle. I'm honestly asking. How do you do something that you've never done before? How do you do something that you've never done before? So the question is, how do you do something you have never done before? Did somebody tell you how to do it before? You couldn't do it? No, but I'll be like... You just do it. You just do it. You just do it. You just do it. Boy, you said that that you kind of answered my my question to your my answer to your question is that we have you asking more questions. We are investigating. Like, I can't do this. Why can't I do this? Because A, B, and C. So, How can I do it? So, you do so, this and this so, and then I get the answer. What I can That's conclude. What, what I can conclude is that Louvo would get it done and you wouldn't because Louvo's answer tells me. If you want to do something you've never done before, just do it. You, you're, you're asking questions. No, but this uh, is no, no, look, how, there's, how, how? There's, there's no wrong or right answer. It was just an icebreaker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but you can continue your point. I want to hear your, your yeah, train of but thought. I mean, like, of course, I won't be just asking questions and then I won't be doing anything. Because the way you're talking is like, you know, I love questions and that's the end of it. A messiah of some sort. <laughs> yeah, because the question is, how do you do something that you've never done before? Okay, so now you do it, and then if you don't, if you don't get no guidance from it, you, you're gonna flop. The answer like, is. Is that better than? Is it better than trying to get some informed opinions on doing this thing? <laughs> so that you won't flop as much. Is that so wrong? <laughs> no, really though. Is that so wrong? Look, it's not wrong. No, it's not wrong. But the question is, what is the method to approach something you've never done before? Yeah, you see, we actually just say, yeah, yeah, just do it, just do it. Like now, we're actually selling Nikes. That's what it is. Last time I you checked, I'm not selling You just get started. Nike, so you why? just get started. Wearing shit, yes. Like right now, wearing their stuff, but. That don't mean I'm saying to Nike, bruh. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I just do it. I, I nah, can. Fuck, fuck out of here. <laughs> nah, fuck out of here. No, but but it's just an icebreak. I can tell the creative juices are flowing now, right? So let's let's get into the goddamn podcast. You understand what I mean? You understand what I mean? So, topic number one, right? Under the headline, what the fuck, right? What the fuck is up with put? Pitbulls. Pitbulls. What the fuck is up with pitbulls in the oh, last God. three weeks, man? Yo, have you guys been following the story with, with pitbulls like, like generally like, over the like past few weeks? Pitbulls seem to like children, you know, for some reason. More than anything else. No, because real talk, you know, like the whole reason why people are saying pitbulls must be regulated, they must be, you know, put down, it's not 
to bring up the children, is it not? So it seems like that's their appetite, you know, like they, they, they like children. So what, pit bulls like children? Pit bulls like children, unfortunately. Like they don't like adults. So what you're saying is like Catholic priests and pit bulls have something in common. Catholic priests and pit bulls have something in common. But I don't wanna. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not going the direction of religion this afternoon. We're actually going with the other R word. Which is the other R word? Racism. So, uh, if you haven't heard, if you don't know, and you're probably wondering, how are they going to link racism with pit bulls? Well, there's one name. One name. Melinda. Do you, uh, do you know the name Melinda? Does it ring a bell? Melinda. Yeah, the name Melinda does sound familiar. Like, because she apparently yeah, says some racist stuff. Why do you say why do you say apparently like you didn't hear that voice okay, note? Yeah, there's a voice note where she's the thing is now, I'm saying apparently because it's only a voice note. Yeah. Yeah, you know what she said? She said the uteruses of black women must be cut out so that they don't reproduce. You no black men must die. Yes, I, yeah. I, I heard that. Stuff, so that's yeah. why I'm like, yo, why are you saying apparently? That's like blatant. That's outright. It's not apparent. It's like she said it. Uh, and and you know what? <laughs> okay, do, I, do you know what I'm saying? Apparent? You know uh, the reason I'm saying apparent? She got arrested, right? She hasn't gone through court yet. That's why I'm saying allegedly. Until the judge says, hey. You are here because you apparently did A, B, and Z, and D. How do you plead? Then from there, you can say, okay, yeah, did she or didn't she? So yeah, until then, it's, a, it's, a, it's an allegation. But yeah, but, but that is a bad one to deal with, though. That's a very bad one, especially because it's unrelated to, you know, pit bulls and what they're doing. So does she own pit bulls? I don't, I don't think she owns pit bulls. I, I don't think that lady owns pit bulls. You know what I'm saying? But what I can tell you is that when confronted on radio, you know what she blamed her apparent <laughs> racism on? What did she blame it on? Do you want to guess? Does anyone want to guess? Can you just take an incredible guess? An incredible guess on what she blamed the racism she on? She was part of an experiment. Oh, that's a good one, but no. <laughs> no. Did her. Uh, uh, say some crazy shit. <laughs> I dare you. Nah. Not. Diabetes. She blamed it on diabetes. She says, apparently, when you have diabetes... That's why she spoke those words. Dog, but did you... Did did you hear the hate? Yeah, Stan, you're laughing, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what? So, so, so diabetes can get you to a similar state as drinking too much alcohol, where you just, you know, spew out your true thoughts yeah. on things. Apparently, you lose focus. And I mean, I, I listened to the radio interview. 
She's like, oh, with confidence. She's like, yo, I actually love people, yes. black people. You'd be surprised how kind I am towards black people. They asked her, would you consider yourself a racist? After playing back a voice note where she says she wishes the uteruses of black women would be cut out so they can't reproduce and pit bulls have never hurt anyone. Yeah, look, man. Um, you have to give it to her for disassociating. <laughs> like, she went far away from deny, where she originally came deny, from. Deny, deny, And deny, and deny again. And deny some more. And deny again for control. That type of a thing. Deny even the undeniable. Like, you know... So yeah, duh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a guy called cheating. Yeah. So I just found it to be like a little bit incredible that, you know, like someone can look at a thing that happens to a young child, irrespective of their race, right, and and be able to expel such hate. You can know? I just go for a young tangent of a, for a bit? Let's go. You know, cause the way I noticed how these like reporting cycles happen is that they you know focus on one thing is they focus on one thing focus on another thing a few weeks or months later and on a new thing this lady out here who does or does not have pit bulls i don't know for sure but you know she felt the confidence to say so much about black people and then to come blame it on diabetes was quite a trip, you know, because I've met somebody who has diabetes and has had said racial things in front of me. So really, really that's dude. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Real talk. So man. you're actually testifying right now that it's possible. It's possible because <laughs> I've met a person. Who had diabetes? Wow. Like, like that, like that, so, that, that, like take insulin shots, and they said some racial shit in front of me. So to Melinda's lawyer, <laughs> Melinda's lawyer, here's Stan. Stan has got a precedent case for you. You can follow up with Stan on how to get your apparently racist client. <laughs> but if you don't, it's also fine. Just based on a true story, but I find that incredible. I thought she was like bullshitting, like for real. Yeah, I'm saying. That's a that's a very interesting twist. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 my side of the story. Yeah, no, you but know, it's, it's some crazy kind of, uh, how people can get away with the same stuff and justifications in our society. Yeah, that's that's my two cents on the matter. So I I know you came here to talk about one thing, one specific thing, relationships, particularly um, amongst artists and what is a platonic relationship and uh i know that back in the day right there was no such thing there was no such thing like especially like because i don't know what happened like i ended up in a youtube rabbit hole like a few weeks ago i started checking out you know like you know like artists and the music executives you know like in america side back in the 60s 70s and 80s People were fucking back then. You know what I mean? Some to the point where they even have children. You know what I mean? 
So this thing of you know saying that you know like let's keep business business and you know personal things personal things is not a real chat because it could be a case where especially like when the power dynamics are a, a bit skewed where you know one or the other person you know is more of a managerial position another one is just you know like doing their job as a foot soldier and they can you know like yeah do as that's what i've seen so far like in yeah. those days i don't know if much has changed these days maybe they use condoms these days because back then they didn't Obviously, have any they have to be responsible citizens <laughs> But it's their choice. <laughs> anyway, so my thing is, is uh, right now we sort of like hypersexualize. So I guess, Vele, I do agree with you. Hypersexualize what? That it's not overdone. I think. Hypersexualize what? Hypersexualize. Like every interaction, every woman you meet in the art space, like, because this is specific to the art space. You, you want to smash. One, Why? Fan. Because she's, she's got a beautiful Every, mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. Because she understands the deep things. <laughs> so you want to get she deep likes into it. You understand? So, so you want to get deep into it. Yeah, so that we explore each other's, maybe balance each other's chakras. <laughs> Oh, oh hey, 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 can I tell you, sound, you sounding like <laughs> you might not have platonic relationships in the art space. No, I do. I have a lot. I, I strive for this, for this current period. That's why I speak for it. That's why I'm speaking for it now. Because I feel like it's a good space for people to relax. The moment there's sexual tension, we see each other in a possessive way. And that alters then how we even interact with our space. Okay, that's that's cool. That's interesting, right? But but it then it ties in with the second point that you brought up, which is like um, tension. You said tension, sexual tension, right? And tension is something that sometimes, depending on who you are, can cause pain, right? So if if I'm an artist and I have sexual tension with another artist that I'm attracted with, is that tension which is painful not going to be the source for me to create more art? Is pain not okay. the birthplace yeah, of, no, of great art? No, That's the question. You raise a, uh, a, a fair point. Yeah, well. But now that's like masterpiece level. Pain is for masterpieces. But on a daily basis, you don't need that much pain. You don't need that much tension. You see? Okay, okay. Sort of like get addicted to drama. Ah, if, if my person doesn't swear at me, then it wasn't real love. If we don't fight, we don't have that thing. You see, so... So have have tension. It's good. It gets keeps you on your toes. But at the same time, uh, like I, that's why I even agree with Stan. I hadn't thought about it, but after listening to him, I agree with him that yeah, it's it's a fair thing. There are people who you might even meet up with on a mature level. Now it's not even not even toxic. You do what you have to do. You move on. But hey, but we're in Pretoria, <laughs> Mugwante. Oh, uh, so now, uh, so now, now suddenly uh, the air supply and the water supply and everything else is so sketchy that people behave some kind of a way because they're in this city. 
Corporatoria. Bullshit, man. Bullshit. Nah, bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah. Fabio Fontaine. That's Fabio Fontaine, my sepa. Yeah, like, look, look, I'm just trying to imagine if Pretoria is so sticky, I can't, I can't imagine how Joburg is, because all the scandalous stories I've heard amongst artists actually takes place in Joburg. Yeah, the intermingling. <laughs> the interminglings, man, the interminglings. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, I don't know, man. I, I wish people would, like, really consider, like, platonic relationships. You know, especially in the art. There's nothing... It's just that, you know, like, when you start to get into someone's mind and, you know, they reveal themselves to you and you like what they reveal. Unfortunately, like, as, as people, we're just so weak and predisposed in our, in our minds to not be able to discern that this is not attraction, it's appreciation. Well, on, the, on the other side, not all artists have got those cues to figure out when somebody is just talking to you as a friend or talking to you as more than a friend. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I'm agreeing with you. And I'm agreeing with you. Like, it's facts. So, now the question is, what can be done to make sure that they can figure out when, as a man or as a woman, the opposite gender is talking to you this way, and it's not more than that way. Time, give give it give it time. Okay, can I try try? Let me see if I want to take your hands. There needs to be a men's conference. There needs to be a men's conference. How many? Haven't where, you where, these where all the men are brought together, and some macho men, maybe it's uh, Andrew Tate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's Jordan Dick. Peterson Yo, okay, and okay. Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> oh, very much. <laughs> oh, Lionel Messi. No, no, no. But no, a panel, oh, no. <laughs> a panel of men who sit down, men that that the general population of men Our leaders, look up like to. Whether it's Steve Harvey, even if it's Piers Morgan, if the people want Piers Morgan to tell them how to be a man. The general population of men wants Pierce Morgan, God forbid, to explain to them how to be a man. Then we get that man and be like, fellas, because you asked. Listen here. You understand? This is this is how we're gonna do it. So when do we have this men's conference? Look when do we have this men's conference is a question. I think we're done here. Because that's a topic for another day. <laughs> That's a topic a for another I day. Have a date. For the men's conference. Yes. Okay, you can propose one. On the 32nd of February. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done here for real, man. This is the culture, man. We out of this bitch. Got to Sundays. Every Sunday at 442, man. We out here. <laughs>